And it's never failing things are working for our good amen in the name of jesus yes he's yes. intentional yes we are starting the week off intentional Indeed. with a praise Indeed. amen amen okay amen. i like that choice of song thank you so. yes yes and we're gonna get into why we picked that song a little later mm-hmm. but if you didn't know <clears throat> now you know my name is kel my name is anna and you're listening to Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, Cupcakes, and Stimulating Conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's It's a vibe. vibe. All up in your eardrum. Okay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So, yes, we are definitely going to be talking about mm -hmm. being intentional. But before Mm -hmm. we even get into being intentional, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a motivation. So if you want to experience significant progress towards your goal, you need to be intentional about the work you're doing every day in every aspect of your life, okay? And that's just facts. It is. It is. That is just facts because you can't get nowhere without that. And without intention, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to know what you're doing. All right. Well, I guess we could just dive right on into... Ratchet and righteousness. Oh, but wait. Before we get there, I did... I'm sorry. I almost kicked that off. Pause. Before we pause, yes. Uh, So we didn't drink today. Well, I can only say that. (laughs) Miss K was drinking earlier. Yes. (laughs) I did. And I'm sorry, Yak. Miss K. I didn't drink the Yak today. Yeah. Oh, man. I know, man. You're a traitor. I did. I traded in. I went to my boyfriend. You know, Hennessy's my husband. I traded all. (laughs) I went to my boyfriend, Jack. Oh, that is your side piece. I know, man. Mm-hmm. I know. That is your side piece. You, we'll talk slipping. a little more about our little side pieces. My <laughs> side piece is rum. Yes. I have to admit that. Yes. And Moscow mules are like legit my favorite because <laughs> anything with like ginger beer is my shtick. So I know it's bomb. Yeah, ginger beer is actually probably my my side thing. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, um, but what we did have today were yes. some cupcakes. Yes, girl, the Magnolia Bakery. Yes, so <laughs> it was bomb. Yeah, we keeping the we keeping the, the Mardi, Mardi Gras string growing. Yes. Okay. So Kel, you said this was the best. It was okay. Chocolate. Now I am a really big foodie, so I'm very particular about the food that I eat. Almost too particular, to be honest with you. It's not saying that I'm a picky eater. Mm-hmm. It's just that I like to critique things mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm usually disappointed with chocolate cupcakes, and I mm-hmm. it's like a love hate thing. Like, cause I love chocolate cupcakes, mm-hmm. but I don't love buying it from the store because mm-hmm. I'm always disappointed. It's always like missing the moisture. Yeah, you know, it's just usually it, that, this that dry was moist. cupcake. That it was that it was, was moist. I wanted to lick. <laughs> the actual foil that's how good it was and the chocolate frosting was really good too it was and the little icing little mm-hmm. sugar oh, you had buttercream so yeah. how, how, how the buttercream it wasn't overbearing i didn't eat it all because i'm not a big icing person i'd like to try it with the buttercream i should have tried some of yours yeah i'm sorry yeah. I, I ate it no i'm glad you enjoyed it, it. now good. i know when i go back there i could try that one next yeah because i've had a, a vanilla with chocolate frosting on it before and it was cool but now i i do want to try the richness of that chocolate cupcake with um a nice light buttercream that sounds bizarre right yeah for sure i don't like chocolate buttercreams i noticed that 
I'm not a big fan of chocolate. Like, I don't like chocolate ice cream mm-hmm. either. What? I don't. I like vanilla ice. I like chocolate things to go inside of my ice cream, but mm-hmm. I don't like chocolate ice cream. Okay. It's too much for me. Yeah. See, my mom is like the quintessential like chocolate head. Okay. <laughs> like she will do chocolate, a chocolate brownie sundae with chocolate ice cream. And sometimes she'll even do dark chocolate ice cream. And with a chocolate drizzle on top too. Girl. Yes, with the chocolate sauce on top. I be like, yo. That's too much. That's crazy. That's too <laughs> like, much chocolate. Like, I can't go that far. I love chocolate too, but it gotta be like a balance with like a vanilla ice cream. Right. Exactly. So, I know we going off on a tangent. We so. always do when it comes to food. Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm into that too. Yeah. Ugh. That's why Lenten season is now, so we gonna mm, mm. right. Yeah, we gonna get into that. But <laughs> before we get into Lent, let's talk about ratchetness and righteousness. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. All right. So yes, let's get into um, some of the let's let's kick it off with some slight righteousness. Um, okay. Did you listen to the new Solange album or I see the did. Solange? Did you watch the Solange film? No, I didn't watch the film yet. Girl. <laughs> so what should I expect? Is this the typical Solange that we're you know used to? Very yeah, I mean really depending like- on yeah, very spaced out. Like this is the most spaced out she has ever gotten to like i meant to show you one of the video one of the segments of the film so you could be like what is happening (laughs) because i just your creative vision is a little bit too creative right so for me that was the whole thing like just really quickly i i was watching it with bay and we uh watched it like when it came out at night we set up our little his little desktop Mac, and we like logged into my um, Apple Music account. So, because we was like, oh, shit, we gonna be able to watch this on a big screen. <laughs> so, so we did that, and um, I, I was like, I needed to be high for some of this because it was just too much. <laughs> what? Like, first of all, I'm not as well versed in art as. You know, I've never claimed to be like one of those people that's like, oh, yes, I I understand. Like this painting over here. I mean, I like it or whatever. I like the colors, but I'm not of the mind frame of why this is like so dope. Mm -hmm. You know, like unless Mm -hmm. it's like some kind of graffiti, something that I could like connect to mentally from something that I like. Like when it starts being like abstract art, that that's what I'm talking about mostly abstract art this was a very abstract piece and also slightly monochromatic so like she would have you know how she'd be doing that stuff nowadays where she has people dressed in like big clothes and they're all like going mm. right you know like like, in a, in a, like like everyone is doing it like uh like dominoes or whatever right. uh-huh. kind of reminds me of um like the swimmers yeah. Or whatever, like the synchronized, synchronized swimming. Yeah, so it's like synchronized swimming or or whatever. And some of it, it was like some of the like the Indian kind of Hindu looking kind of stuff that she did a little bit with with girls in like oversized suits and stuff. So I got that. I got the um, 1999, 2000 type of vibes with the Black Planet look or whatever when they were in the office building. But like sometimes, oh, also she had a lot of elements of um, black cowboys. So that was dope. Because she shed light on that, coming from some, being someone from Texas, I'm sure. Right. You know, because black men like were the first cowboys, okay? So, <laughs> to the people. Black fits. So, I like how she did that, too, um, and shed light on them. That was a big part of it. 
sometimes they would just be in this big like dome and it would be labeled doing some synchronized moves with each other and then there might be like horses galloping around them and it was like an aerial shot and you just or they might walk out like someone's doing a, like five of them are in the center of the of the dome doing a synchronized move together uh two people are on each side and then three of them are walking out of the dome and then the uh and she may be on top of the dome like dancing and then there'll be like some like horses running around and i'm just like what's so, going on what's <laughs> happening like, i don't understand Wait a minute. What is happening here? What does symbolic mean? Right. What does it mean? And that's that's me. Like I'm a. That's why I never did well in math. Like why am I doing this? Why is this happening? What does it mean? Like why do I have to figure out so many different formulas to get to the same answer that two plus two could tell me? You know mm. why is it x plus b? <laughs> so right. it was a lot of x plus b. <laughs> mm. um, but for me, what I decided was like, all right, when it's on that tip where she's doing all that extra weird stuff, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just that it's like parallels and shapes mm. and colors, mm-hmm. and it's as simple as that, because they always were like, like three colors, like brown, white and gray or something like it would always be like that so i was like okay maybe it's just the colors and the shapes that are happening here and that's why this is so tight but either way it was beautiful there was one part for the song that i really like on the album sound of rain that was just space the fuck out i i don't she had some sims looking (laughs) it was like something coming from the sky and it was like a a hologram of a person it wasn't her a hologram of a woman and it's like just like dancing and then it had like male figure reens that were like um virtual reality and they were just like jumping in the air some of them like caught on fire and a lot of them was doing like you know a hand up you remember hand up on my hip when i dip you dip like that's kind of what those you know the little thing in that video it was a bunch of those in a stadium and girl like wait till you see that shit it was that was the part that i was like you know what i'm done with solange because i don't know what the fuck is going on right here i really don't know what's happening (laughs) she's like the type of person you want to go to coachella and have like a deep conversation with about life yeah like she that was like for me like i i could tell she was fearless on this project i could tell she just did what she wanted to do and i fuck with that right um and that video in particular out of all the little scenes she showed a little bit of her ass too i was like okay, okay so girl yes. with the cheeks now. Yeah, okay. okay but um you know when she did that one video amongst all the videos i was like all right so this was when solange was just like i don't even care if no one gets it i'm just gonna do it and it means she made something music to me. for her yeah like Cause that little thing with the little figurines dancing, I just was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is, it was something about fertilizer, but what I think when you see it, what I think it was, is like symbolizing how there's always women just doing random weird stuff with no clothes on or barely any clothes. And it could be like some man that's like, you know, the captain of a ship. Because that's what I think that woman represented. She was like the captain of a ship. And all these men were like her concubines or whatever underneath her. And they were just doing whatever, just like a woman usually would. And I think that's what that meant. But I don't know. When you see it, you may know what I'm talking about. Okay. But <laughs> And then Ben's 
Um, that's one song that's really popular. It looks like The Dream wrote that. And he, I can hear his voice on it too. You know, he can't stay off a song that he writes. He always got to, you know, he always got to get on a song. So um, that seems like that's going to be like the popping song from the album. And then, of course, the other one, Call Me. Mm-hmm. When you on the way to the show. I like that, that one. one. Mm-hmm. That video was kind of weird too, but not too weird. It was more so just her like stunting and showing off her body or whatever. But the Benz one, that one's really cute. Um, and she was like twerking and that one, that was like a little, (laughs) that was just like home videos of Mm -hmm. her twerking and singing the words to the song. It was really cute. So Ben's is going to be the popping joint for, uh, the summertime, but yeah. So, okay. We got something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So on to some more, let's just. Yeah, let me just get the righteousness out the way. <laughs> so, because we're going to get back into some righteousness after the ratchetness. So, you know, we'll do like a little ebb and flow. <laughs> so, HIV AIDS, it looks like they found another, they cured a second patient. Okay, okay. Yeah, or rather, they're in remission. We have to use our words wisely. So, I'm excited to hear that because you so already too. know how I feel about HIV AIDS in general and how important it is to me. Um, so I showed that to Bay and he like swears up and down mm-hmm. that they already had a cure and that we're just not privy to it. And I'm like, but why would you do that to, to But that's oh. big pharmacy. I agree with him. I agree with him. So sad. And somebody was saying, um, my cousins were saying that they probably gonna kill whoever did this because the farm board off nodding his head. Yeah, that's the big conspiracy theories. Like they got some they got some some cures for some of these things and some of these things are man made. But Mm -hmm. basically Thanks to the shade room. (laughs) All right. So um, according to CNBC, the London patient is said to be in remission after receiving another bone marrow transplant. That's, I think, what happened with the last person who got Mm -hmm. cured. It was something like with a cancer treatment kind of thing. Okay. So after a series of tests, and you know that's what they called HIV at first. They called it the gay man's cancer when it first came out in the um, early 80s mm-hmm. and was popularized so or publicized. So after a series of tests, researchers confirmed that the man's virus was undetectable, even though he's been off anti- antiretroviral therapy for 18 months. So that's a real big deal, mm. um, that he wasn't even taking the meds. The meds. Mm-hmm. And he's still, like, his T-cell T count is still so low. So... Um, congratulations to yes. him. I don't know how much money he got in his bank account to be able to pay for this study, but true. Yeah, and it's too early to say that he's completely cured, but um, the new research has made the scientists very optimistic that the cure could be on the horizon. So I'm not mad at it. And I agree with your babe that I think it was already there. Mm-mm. And starting some of the sadness, um, still kind of righteous, but... Our our good friend from Jeopardy, the host. I know Alex. Yeah, Alex Aww. Trebek, um, is has been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. He's very optimistic about it. He, you know, he's a strong guy. So he was saying, you know, between your prayers as my friends and family and and all of your support, we will beat this or whatever. Is I know he gonna it's gonna take like some time. He said he's still gonna um, do the show. Oh. Okay. So we'll okay. see. Well, I guess mm-hmm. don't let it stop you. Right. You I know? think, you know, he, he lived a good life. Well, I don't know him personally, know, right? but he lived a good life. And I think 
I don't know. You know, pancreatic cancer is one of the most serious ones. I feel like so, it makes you go. That one goes pretty fast. Fast, and you know he said mean? like it's not the it's not the greatest news to hear. You know, it's not the most um, encouraging news to hear, especially for it to be stage four. Right. You know, so he acknowledges the seriousness of this. Like, yeah, I might die, I but I think he's gonna live the best life he can for the rest of his days and i'm not surprised that he wants to just host the show like why is he gonna stop and just be depressed right continue the legacy yeah i hope that it will encourage more men to go to the doctor and get checked out mm-hmm. if anything yeah you know yeah because i'm i'm surprised i got to stage, stage four. four that's what i'm wondering like i wonder if he would have went to the, i'm not i don't know what his situation is but yeah. you know if i'm just curious if he had went to the doctor more frequently where they had like caught it at an earlier stage and then it would be, you know, easier yeah. to deal with or treat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible. And then it may just be his time. Yeah. So. He had a long yeah. time running. Yeah. All right. Speaking of a long time running, let's go ahead. Which one we going to do first? Uh, Michael Jackson or R. Kelly? <laughs> Well, first of all, starting off the the fuck shit, Tristan Thompson looks like he gives zero fucks. Okay, you You saw that that picture. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We all knew that. Did did Chloe know? Did Chloe know that? Chloe, you ain't. Chloe knows it the most. Like, girl, how many niggas gotta do you dirty for you (laughs) to get the point? Like, nah, (laughs) she, you ain't that stupid. Yeah. Well, he was seen um, by the Paps outside of a restaurant um, with another woman and a teammate. I have to mention the teammate, Jordan something. I, I ain't write down his name. But um, he was flipping the camera of the bird. Jordans. I know, right? Hmm. He was flipping the camera the bird. And um, the girl, there was another picture of the girl where she looked back like, <gasps> or whatever. And I mean, granted, that could have been a, a, a publicist. That could be anyone. So mm-hmm. I think they're sizing it a little bit. I, I don't know. Something about it. I was like, ah. But either way, he's sizing it by throwing his middle finger up, you know, and he, he's so he's being rebellious right yeah, now. He is. I think that's really what it is. That's you don't have to give the media that much attention. Right. You know, just mm-hmm. go about your life. <laughs> well, speaking about going about their life, R. Kelly. Hmm. So the latest with him is that he um, was arrested on charges of um, the same shit he's been doing for 30 years now. Uh, <laughs> I don't even have to say it, you know. And, and it's he, really thirty years. That's the sad part about yeah, it. Though, like, like, it really is thirty years. Really is. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was he was charged with that for another yet another victim. He was bailed out. He was, um, you know, got out on bail thanks to a friend of his that he uh, I heard on a po- another podcast that he met this woman like five or six months ago on a hand dance cruise. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just like, I don't, I don't understand this. Like, y'all got to stop with that shit with Chicago hand dance crews. Them niggas was stepping in the name of love. But yeah, oh apparently, <laughs> and she bailed him out. Now the, now, the verdict is out on whether or not she bailed him out with her own $100,000 of cash or if it was his money. That would be a really I have a good friend trap in the closet, though. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. Someone said, is this trapped in the clouds 122? No, because seriously. I can't. I can't. I can't. And so now to continue with the I can'ts, he got out on bail. He does this interview with Gail King this morning. <laughs> I ain't even watch it, but the clips that are on social media had me crying Girl. more than him. Him getting up. You saw the one where they put they dubbed his voice with uh <laughs> with training training day. Oh, the King Kong? <laughs> yeah. no, no, I didn't see that. I didn't hear Kobe that one, but I saw a clip for it. In Pelican Bay. <laughs> Yo. Oh my God. Nah. Gail had me going. Robert. Robert. Oh Robert. my God. That's when I passed out when I heard I Robert. literally was like in tears. I was like, <laughs> I gotta call Anna. But then I didn't want to like ruin it <laughs> before the show. I was like Please, God, please tell me that you're going to do this. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Robert, Robert. Robert. You're trying to victimize yourself. Like, she was like not she giving him any energy. I think everybody can see through it now. Everybody <laughs> like, can see through the shit. I fight for my luck. One of my friends, my I won't kids. say her name, but she was like, I still feel bad because I feel bad when people are crying. And I was like, I understand that. I'm usually the sucker for that. But this, no. Like, I can tell that he's bullshitting. He's he's making a scene so that people would have pity on him and it's gonna work on some people Girl, but was, most people are just like cut the shit cut I the shit robert to the radio <laughs> and this girl she was like how she felt bad for him too and she was like at first you know she was really upset about it but then she thought about herself because she was a victim of molestation mm. and rape and she was like he needs help and you know he mm. the fact that he addressed the fact that he said that he needed help we need to like rally around him and support him in that but what did he say he needed help with he, he didn't help. specify anything he said he didn't he say if anything i'm guilty of what no i might be mixing him up with michael jackson actually but didn't he say something about like i'm just too nice of a person he or did some say that like but that. i think he did kind of incriminate himself as well in the yeah. interview because he did say something when um Gail oh, did was you watch the, the whole thing not the whole thing oh. like i watched a whole bunch of clips of it though okay yeah um yeah. um he was talking to Gail, and Gail was talking about, she was giving him facts about people of, victims of sexual abuse and mm -hmm. um, molestation, and how that they, you know, they, it's a chance that they could go back and abuse, and he was like, well, I guess, um, I guess, he said something along the lines like, I guess I'm a part of that group or whatever, mm -hmm. but he didn't directly say it, mm -hmm. so it's like... He kind of, he's on the fence about it or whatever. But going back to what the the caller said, the caller was basically saying that she feels like all victims who have been abused by um, someone sexually or has been molested or raped or whatever the case may be will go on to be a sexual addict and a predator. And I'm like, that's not, all of them? That's not, not factual. All. I know plenty of people who have been molested or raped and are not sexual a, a, you know, deviants yeah. or active, you know, or are going to want to abuse another person just because a trauma happened to you. Right. No. Right. Get your shit together. <sighs> Go get help that you need. Get the mental health. Like, I'll, I'll give him mm -hmm. that. He does need mental health. Oh, yeah. He, he does need to. mental health. But he did drop some points when he mm -hmm. was talking about them parents. Mm hmm. Because mm -hmm. I didn't see a lie and there. And his little nasty ass talking about, yes, I'm dating, um, a, what's her name? Huh. Jocelyn and Azriel. Uh, Azriel, yes, I'm dating Azriel. She's 21 or 20. What was it? I don't know. She's, she's like, like in her she's early a grown 20s, woman. though. I'm like, you nasty ass nigga. Like, seriously? How old is you, his daughter? You met the girl when she was like 14 or 16 or something like that. How old is his daughter? Yeah, how old is his I daughter? I don't know. I feel like probably around the same age by now. But. 
Um, now you saw how Azriel was on there yeah. with Jocelyn. I'm so and confused. They're that. so they're so damn brainwashed at this point that they're up there defending him and talking about how their parents, or at least Azriel, was saying that her parents are doing this for money. And so my cousin Carla, she said, see, they sitting here talking about they got with him to help them with their careers, but where their albums at? I'm like, see, that's where, where, where's the lie in that? Mm-hmm. Where's the lie in that? Y'all still ain't putting no albums out at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you been with him how, how long? Right. Right. Why does it take that long to get something, some music, and y'all dating Not him? one hit? Not nothing? Right. Like, not even in, an Instagram post? Your live-in <laughs> girlfriends, and y'all ain't reaping no benefits. Not a club promo, you know, <laughs> Nothing. Y'all just get to be on on R. Kelly's crusty ass arm. So whatever. So yeah, and, and now they get that right. And now the latest with him is that he's in jail again. You saw you saw that. <laughs> I was just like Damn. he just went back to jail again. You saw the video of them walking him to the court case yes, for his girl. child support. So that was telling too because it's like I'm trying to get back to my kids. Whatever. Here you go. You going to court today. For a court case about not paying your damn child support. But you're trying trying to get get back to your damn kids. Like, it's so many lies. So many lies. I just, I don't know. It's just see through. It's so transparent. Oh my God. So, moving on. I have no faith in our justice system. Man, let's see what happens with that. But he he's back in jail again. He'll get bailed out again. Exactly. But I think he may go to jail this time for real. It's too much. Mm. Um, I know. I'm, I'm going to believe. I'm going to be on the side of he's going to jail this time. All right, girl. <laughs> All we right. can only hope, right? All right. My, I mean. I the, hope you prove me wrong. You know what, though? No, Kel. <laughs> I do. If they have, they have to have proof. So I I can say what I want to say. But if they don't have concrete proof and evidence and they're not able to sway the. The, um, the girls. Not even the girls, but the. The jury. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, any court case, that's how it is. If they don't have concrete evidence that's going to support whatever they're trying to charge him with, because, we, you know, we learned this with fucking mm-hmm. Zimmerman mm-hmm. and um, Trevor, uh, Trayvon, Trayvon Martin. Uh, Martin, you know, like if they trying to get him on some some claims or whatever, or some accusations that's not really going to have a lot of factual evidence backing mm-hmm. it up, mm-hmm. he ain't going nowhere. He's going to be right out. Fresh out on bail. Hmm. Looking hmm. for some new young skins. Oh, my Disgusting. God. Disgusting. That's sad. I've seen, I remember seeing the young pictures of Azria and then seeing her older now. It's just like, damn, she really grew up underneath this nigga. And she really believes, I think, more than the Jocelyn girl, now. I think she really believes that she about to become a star. Like, she really obsessed with this star shit and think that this nigga's really going to do that shit for her. With with all the stuff that he's doing to her, did you hear about the book that the girl, um, ah oh man, I forgot her name, but is the it, one that had the big forehead. I I hate to say it that way, but the victim that had the it, big forehead and she Geronda? was young, Geronda, and she wrote the book. You heard what Demetria Lucas was saying that she, that happened in the book. What happened in the book? Child, and then I'm gonna move on to Michael Jackson. Perfect uh, segue. So, child, apparently, he was having sex. With them and men. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, did hear that. Yes, yeah. and then he um, he asked her 
to insert stuff into him. Mm-hmm. And she would be like, I don't Ain't know that what And he would beat the shit out of her when she did that because she didn't, quote, unquote, listen to him. And um, that's some of the stuff that would go on in the black room or whatever that they would be in. But mm-hmm. I'm just... Mm. Mm. So, Michael Jackson... This is another one, y'all. I'm sorry, but I do think Michael did it. (laughs) Michael did it. Okay, so, boom. Reluctantly, I didn't feel like watching this, but it just kept growing bigger and bigger. And I heard a lot of what I heard through the media, but I did want to do my due diligence the same way I did with R. Kelly. I wanted to do my due diligence and actually watch the Michael Jackson thing. And I do believe that he did some of this. So... Michael is being accused once again by two young men, Wade and I don't forgot the other boy's name, who's who's uh, from what I hear is a lot less credible. But Wade's story sounded a little legit to me. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, so Wade Robson or however you pronounce his name, I think is is spelled out like Robson. So I'm gonna just say that Wade Robson or Robson. He you would know him from being on the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, he was tight with all of NSYNC and Britney Spears and all of them. And he, he choreographed a lot of your favorite white boy bands and even, you know, B2K, <laughs> you got served. He was in that movie. He was one of the judges. He is big time in the dance industry in general. He even had like, um, choreography, like MTV choreography, um, DVDs that came out at one point and stuff. He's a big deal. Well, he was, um, underneath the tutelage of of Michael Jackson. (laughs) Michael Jackson kind of like low-key discovered him apparently. And he was just like a child prodigy for a long time because he could really dance and like dance hip hop. Okay. Like this boy, I saw one scene in the part two that I watched today where he was, he came out on stage on the, in these big baggy clothes. He was probably like 12 or 11, but he had a growth spurt. So he was kind of tall and he was dancing with uh, Paula Abdul and Paula Abdul was like, show me what you got, Wade. And they just broke out in some, sh- like, and it was like some real, like, hip hop. You know, he, and he didn't like, you know how some, <laughs> some people I was having lunch with the other day was calling them biscuits, white folk. <laughs> so, but, you know how some biscuits, they be, <laughs> they be like kind of like offbeat a little bit right, or right. it looks like kind of shaky. No, he had like soul Super. and rhythm. Like it was like deeply like, rooted in him. And, like J- and Justin Timberlake? Yes. Tim- Even Justin Timberlake is a little like, he got a little bit of that shakiness in him, but like, Wade, he's the real deal. And you and that's probably because he was underneath the tutelage of Michael Jackson. And I was even paying attention. I ain't no professional dancer, but I was paying attention to when he was dancing, if he got a little sloppy. No, I could tell he was hitting everything. Precise. He was precise with his moves, but it looked natural while he was doing it. But that's that Michael Jackson shit right there. Mm-hmm. Like, Michael Jackson was precise. And he said he would dance like that because when he was in public settings because it was like, I want to make sure Michael is proud of me and blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, Michael is being accused of actually having sex with these young boys. Like there's um, part of the stories that they were telling was that Michael would, um, you know, sleep in the bed with them. He would get close to the families and then have the sleepovers at their houses, not so much 
at Neverland, even though they did have sleepovers at Neverland too. But to get the families like, you know, comfortable, he would sleep over at their houses. The parents would let him sleep in the bed with the kids. Um, and he eventually would do stuff with them. He would like lead them into the sexual interactivities and, um, interactions. I mean, and, um, I think there's like this secret bathroom that he has in his house and that's where he would take the kids. Sometimes it would be like a big sleepover, like Wade told a story of like Macaulay Culkin, Wade, someone else, and this new little boy that he had, which ends up being the boy that first accuses him publicly of molesting him. And he would take them into a room, the one person, like they disappear. So he gets all the kids hyped up on candy and music and they're all dancing and stuff like that. And then you see them disappear and you don't know where they are for a while. And that's when he's usually, you know, coercing the little boys. So, and Wade said that used to be him at the time when that happened, that particular situation that happened. He was like, that would be me. And it was like when I was seven that he first did it to me. And he told me if I told anybody, they would both go to jail for a very long time or they would get in trouble. And um, some of the things that he did to the little boys, he, he did anally, you know, rape them. Um, he would uh, give them fellatio. Um, he would rub their penis, like, you know, mass, I guess, stroke their penises until they climax. He would do all those things. And that's like what the first boy, <laughs> that's what the first boy told or whatever. And it was like the same thing. And so then Wade and the other guy who I don't even remember his name, they said that they would just lie because that they, they wanted to protect Michael. They loved Michael. Um, and then what they, the way they talked about Michael was like, yeah, you know, you just wanted to hear back from him. It was like lovers. Like, it was like, you know, being liking a guy and then a the guy just like disappears and then you get jealous when he finds someone new or whatever. Or when he just falls off and then you'd be like, damn, I, he don't call me no more. And then when he needs you, he call you. So in that situation, it would be like, I need you to testify. But he would start off like, hey, come over, let's, um, Let's go to the movies. I was thinking we could go to the movies. We could do, like, kids-type stuff. But mm-hmm. they were still, like, fucking around or whatever. And they they played a voicemail where Michael was like, Hey, Wade, um, I was calling you, and, you know, I just... And he, like, changed his voice. And then he started speaking like he was Australian. I don't want to butcher the accent, but he would be like, You know, today, mate... I may sleep in and I wanted to know if you could come over and and he would just do this whole thing and he was like call me back little bird like he did like a deep voice shit like sounding like Prince at one point I was like is that how that nigga really sound because there's a theory that Michael was talking in that voice on purpose like his voice really wasn't that high pitch apparently but (laughs) um so much so much to unpack um from it the parents most of them were like, you know, I thought my kid would tell me if if this happened. Like, I asked them. I sat them down. One kid, the the one, the guy that I can't remember his name, when his mom asked him, he said, no, mom, no, like a, with an attitude. And she noticed that, but she didn't push it. She didn't push any further. Wade's mom was like uh, that she asked him and he said no. And Wade, like, did this whole thing where he did an interview with his sister. So his sister would be there sometimes. 
and his sister never got touched because you know i guess he was doing the stuff to the boys but um they they protected him again like they just would protect michael anytime they would get on the um what's it called the stand and protect him and say nope he was one guy the other guy he was like you know it was like a job like it was just like you were stoic you were robotic you just like i'm just gonna say no um Oh, one last thing that I did see, because I didn't watch the whole thing. I won't lie to y'all. But one last thing that I did see was that um, the nurse, I mean, not the nurse, the maid that worked there, she was teaming up with the first little boy that accused him of what he did. And she said that Michael had a secret closet within a closet in his home where he had pictures and videos of little boys that he would um, masturbate to. And she also saw him naked with boys before and there was also a marriage ceremony between the first guy and um michael jackson when the first guy was a kid so there there's a lot there a lot of people are like oh once wade wasn't going to be the head choreographer for the not the history tour but the this is it tour i want to say that's when he came out and started saying all that shit about michael which is kind of accurate i think that is when he started saying all that you know saying he was touched by michael too because that kind of came out mad late (laughs) when he said that it was like right after or right before he passed away but (sighs) child boo that that's just a little bit that i do know and that i I did see but I, i was already traumatized from r kelly and I'm still passionate about the whole R. Kelly situation. I, and I'm I'm not gonna sit here and fake like I'm a Michael fan. Like I did like some of his music, but I'm I've never been like this hardcore mm-hmm. like Sabrina Michael fan. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, but I did appreciate his music. I'm not saying that his music was trash or anything like that. Yeah. But and he was I still don't. I just can't. My spirit can't handle it. And I mean, like when I like when I first heard it, I was just like, I don't think Michael did it. Like, you know, I think they are trying to get some money out of this or whatever. But I did say I would be open to it because I was like, you know, now I I knew R. Kelly did it, mm-hmm. so maybe I, that's why I was more enthusiastic to see it. But it's just like so many lies nowadays. <laughs> I don't even want to continue. You know, the Jordan, the Justins, the Jacksons, the, too many J's. the R. Kellys. Like it's just it's depressing at this point. But I think Michael did it. I think that these guys are after money. I think, I think all of it is valid. I think that the parents probably didn't know and didn't check enough because they had that boy sleeping they had their kids sleeping in the bed with him. They they're knew. stupid. They're not stupid. They're stupid. They're not stupid. Well, she was like, well, they're not, I don't know. They're understand. ignorant, but they're not stupid. Well, one 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 family, I can't remember if it was Wade or the other guy, but one family, he loaned them um, money to get a house and bought the house for them and when the trial was over and their son did what he needed to do to protect Michael he's they were paying him off for the loan as soon as the trial was over and he got off he said oh you don't have to pay it no more it's a gift from me to you <laughs> whole ass house so um <laughs> there's a lot of motive there to say, oh, Michael is a, a sweet guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. I do think that Michael was sick in the head. Um, you know, he, he didn't handle not having a childhood well. He didn't. I think he may have been, he may have had some gay tendencies and, and 
and may have i think he was gay i do think so and that's okay but what's not okay is abusing is abusing children Mm -hmm. you know like one time he had sex with with wade when wade was um you know, like starting to hit a growth spurt and he was older. He was like, I don't know if Michael's going to like me now because I'm, you know, I'm not childlike anymore. He was like six foot, like Michael's height. And he slept with Michael and he uh, said, like, you need to throw your underwear away. And he was like, there might be some blood left over. <laughs> and, like, it's just like, it's just sick. I mean, they're sick if they're making this up. And keeping the train running. But I'm just like, I after a while, people are like, why would you do this? He's dead, blah, blah, blah. And I get that because I was on that wavelength too. But like after watching it, the little bit that I did watch, I watched like 30 minutes of the second episode. And just hearing what a lot of people were saying. A lot of people were like, I don't know. It still don't seem all that, you know, factual. Still, a lot of people were saying that. But just the little 30 minutes that I saw, I was like. And then after watching R. Kelly shenanigans, watching Michael Jackson go through that video where he explained how the the in thor, uh, the authorities investigated his body and took pictures of his body, and he was all like, you know, I was mortified and blah blah blah. And after that, he says, if I am guilty of anything, it is loving children and giving all that I've got to them. And doing it from the heart. And I was just like, what type of pre-type shit is that? So that's when the red flag actually went up for me when I saw that. I was like, hmm, I don't know, Michael. I don't know. They're all weird. That whole Jackson family is weird. So I'm not, I don't put anything past anything. I don't think that they're, they're necessarily lying. I do agree with you. I think, and I haven't watched this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they are doing this for money. I guess my question would be like, why now? Because what mm-hmm. are you really going to get out of it? You're not going to punish him. You'll be punishing his family. And what are you going to get from that? You know, like they didn't do the crime to you unless you yeah. want to reach for the fact that they were related or whatever the case may be that happened to him they did something to him to make the him to do this like you know you get the mm-hmm, the pattern mm-hmm. or whatever or they might just it might just be money hungry period like oh they're making the money like there's still money to be made from right. michael it so they're trying to, to yeah and that's fucked up but i mean if he did this stuff this is that was fucked up to them you know that, that that's what happened to them i agree i agree i think at this point, you just got to move forward because you can't do anything about bringing him to justice. Well, you can bring his finances to justice, I guess. That's going to be his family, not him. He right. will not feel this shit. Right. He's not here. <laughs> right. Well, that was the debate that Joe Budden had on his podcast where he said, you can't cancel him. He's dead. Right. And Maul was like, well... Maul and Rory was like, well, his family is making money off of his catalog at the end of the yeah, day. So. You're punishing people that didn't do the crime. Right. So you can't, he felt like you could cancel him because if you don't listen to any of his music and all that stuff, then blah, blah, blah. But Joe Budden was like, well, he's dead. He's in the ground. You can't cancel Michael at the end of the day. Um, Do you think you could cancel Michael? I don't think you can. He's dead. He doesn't feel shit. Mm -hmm. It's not affecting him. He's dead. The only person that can judge him at this point is God. Mm Mm-hmm. So what? He's not making any money. He can't use the money. <laughs> right. He's six feet under. Like, 
he could give a fuck about Netherland. Someone was like, he's dead, dead. Like, dead, dead, dead. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds, like, rude, but it, it's facts. Yeah, he's been dead for, like, ten, almost ten, ten years. Ten years. That nigga don't care. <laughs> the only person that cares is Mama and Joe. And Joe is gone. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. See, clearly, there's nobody. The kids... Mm-hmm. They got Presley money. They be fine. Mm, that's true. They got Presley. They got Elvis. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, that's the same person. But yeah, they got Presley yeah, money and they fine. got Jackson money. Oh, they good, good. They're good. <laughs> they they're super good. good. They're fine. They may not be mentally good, but they financially good, good. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, that's the end of my righteousness and ratchetness. Um, you know, I I don't know, Kel. I don't know. I I don't know why I'm not as eager to cancel Michael. But I do think he did it. Um, that's just something for us to all think about. Mm. Well, it's sad. Yeah. The world that we live in. Well, we can make things better <sighs> by <outside>. being more. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can make things better by being intentional. Nothing without intention. Do nothing without intention. All right, y'all. So, yes, we are talking about being intentional this week. And just to break things down a little bit further and to explain a little bit in detail for those who don't understand what I mean by it being intention. Intention mm-hmm. means doing something on purpose or deliberately. Like, mm-hmm. you need to do things with a purpose, not just fly mm-hmm. by night. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to start things off by giving you a couple of tips that will help cultivate intentional habits and mm. get you together. Yeah. So um, energy, surrounding yourself around the right people mm. will definitely bring positive, um, and vibes. positive vibes and do things with more intention. Um, so if you're around people who just don't have that hustle mentality, who are, you know, sitting at home, eating, drinking, don't have no goals of being a job, their intentions will eventually rub off on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be specific about what you want to do. Like when you're doing things on purpose, you know what you're doing it for. It's a specific reason. So being very specific, writing it down and making it a plan. Mm-hmm. Me and Anna Write talk the vision, about this. make it plain. Yes, we talk about that all Habakkuk the time. Two dash two. Exactly. Um, know what motivates you. What are the things that brings out that drive for you? Um, for us. Being successful, for, I'll speak for me. For mm-hmm. me, having financial stability. Mm-hmm. Knowing those things, that that's what makes me, you know, motivated to do the things that I want to do and be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, staying true to yourself. You got to be authentic. Like, you can't do things because you see the girl on Instagram doing it or your best friend is doing it or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. You have to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And knowing, with that being said, knowing that you can't just jump out there. You got to start small. You got to, like, take baby steps to get to that level so that you can be truly intentional. Mm-hmm. Having a plan and rewarding yourself. Eat a cupcake, girl. Yes. Toast to that cognac, girl. Yes. Reward yourself. Because it's hard. It's, it's hard out here for a pimp, okay? <laughs> it's, it's hard out here for a pimp. And that's lie. a great way to just, yeah, the hashtag treat yourself. Have something to look forward to after doing that assignment that you didn't feel like doing after. Well, it's probably, you know, Not a double-edged thing. sword. But, uh, you after know, working out. After working out. Yeah, <laughs> you, you already knew what I was about to yes, say. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I mean, and I guess 
treat yourself to a smoothie, you know? Yeah. That's something. Or say, if I work out five times this week, I could go out this weekend and have some cake and ice cream. Right. You know? That's the real balance. <laughs> that's the real balance. Right. Balance. <laughs> right there. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if y'all watch um, Grownish. They actually did an episode about somewhat kind of like that where mm-hmm. um, Zoe needs to take a test for school the next day. It was supposed to be like this really hard exam, but it was a lit ass party. So for every 10 minutes of her partying, it would be 10 extra minutes that she had to dedicate towards studying. Like, <laughs> it's balance. And you know, Bruh, I mean, it's there. real. We I've all have been, been there. there. With we that all have been there. Scenario and yeah, you, I mean, it didn't work out for her. To it. You got stick to it. Was <laughs> right. that the last episode? I yes, missed that one. Yeah, right. me and Dennis got to watch that tonight. Yes. But yeah, you know, so it, it's a balance, people. It's a balance. <laughs> so um, here is a couple more tips for helping you to live an intentional life. You need to say more, say no more than saying yes. I read Shonda Rhimes' book, The Year of Yes. Mm-hmm. Hers was a little bit different. And I remember sharing the story with Anna and mm-hmm. she was like, bitch, I need to say no. <laughs> <laughs> That's my problem. I, I'm doing too much because, you know, FOMO. Mm-hmm. You people, FOMO is real. FOMO is real. FOMO will have you in Miami with $100. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That is your traumatizing. Yes, that I is am, your. Like, I really can't fuck with Miami. We no have more. a few <laughs> stories amongst each other, and that is like the, your equivalent to, I don't know, the chocolate milk, the, the hot chocolate story for me. That, that, that is really like dumb. your traumatizing moment. Girl. That and the other stuff. Yeah. But her <laughs> stolen on the. On the <laughs> It was just a, a, a fucked up trip. And it's funny, my coworker was like, I can't wait to go back to Miami. I was like, mm. But you got to go to King of Diamonds. I know, girl. And we about to throw my whole life away. <laughs> we, hey, that was our last of our youth because we still went and we danced on the stage and everything. So we're closed on, though. We're closed. Yes, but, yes, uh, yes. We wasn't that ratchet. Right. Because if you go up there and you dance with no clothes on, what the fuck you think about to happen? I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> like, you think you're going to make money, too? Stop. But anyway, strippers will beat your ass. But like, you ain't taking my coin. <laughs> right. Like, really? Because some people do that. But anyway. <laughs> So, yes, time is your most precious asset. Mm-hmm. Time is money, y'all. You got to spend it wisely. You got to spend it wisely. Don't mm. waste your pretty. Yes. Don't, don't waste, waste your penny. Don't waste <laughs> your penny. Exactly. <laughs> treat it. And treat it that way. Like, treat it like it's, you know, a prized possession. <laughs> Make your home look like a magazine. Declutter your home. Organize some stuff. I know for me. If my home is chaotic, my life is chaotic. Like, I can't focus if my house is a mess. Like, yeah. I can't do things accurately because it's a reflection of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's my home. Yeah. Laundry all over the place. No. And that goes back to the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, clutter, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. And when there's a lot of clutter, you can't think. And, you, you, you know, that it's like The Sims, too, <laughs> to bring up The Sims again. They actually, that affects their mood when they don't like the environment that they're in, especially when it's dirty. They just be like, oh, like they make noises and stuff. I'm a Sims fanatic, y'all. But um, it's true. Like, it's how true. Can you apply, how can you receive blessings when your house is a mess? Like, mm-hmm. there's no room for it. Mm-hmm. I'll be feeling the same way when my house is looking crazy. I just be like... 
I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I need to purge. I can't think. I need to purge. <laughs> yes. Yes. Become self-aware and practice gratitude. I know this is something that I struggle with, was practicing gratitude and being grateful for the things that I do have. So, you know, it's Mardi Gras Lent season. That's what I'm going to be doing, trying to be more mm-hmm. optimistic. Okay. Cool. So, and being grateful for the nows and mm-hmm. being appreciative of what the future could hold. Yeah. Use cash, y'all. I know we had an episode before. We talked about cash is king Mm -hmm. and um, credit credit is is queen. queen. But um, it's easy to lose sight when Mm -hmm. you hit tax season. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I'm swiping away, swiping Mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. But when the cash is in your hand and it's Mm -hmm. no longer in your hand, you know, you get more realistic about it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And exercise daily. Um. Not necessarily like going to the gym and throwing push-ups and stuff, but taking a walk around, getting some fresh air, take the steps instead of the elevator, like little things that you can do, you know? Because if you don't move, you're mm-hmm. losing. Your muscles will start to like tense up. Like, that's my problem right now. Yeah. It's just 30. Yeah. Don't give out your email address. Well, see, that's more of like the old school. Don't give out your cell phone number. That's what I learned the hard way. I put my cell phone number in the signature line, and MFers call me on times of the hours of the night. Mm. And I'm like, nigga, <laughs> I got to protect this. So, wait, so don't put your phone number in the in signature, your signature line, line of on your, your yes. email. Yeah. You need to have some time to, like, unplug from the world. Yes. Yes. Like literally, like do not disturb is real. Right. And if you're not a, it's Girl, like a top five, I started on my doing that now, Kel. I how started, how do you feel? I do you feel it, better? Yeah. Like it was when I wasn't able to sleep, when my mind would race. Like I started having to put my phone on do not disturb. And now it's kind of like a normal thing that I do now. Like mm-hmm. at least at night, you know, I'd be kind of open for access for people. But um, now at night. I definitely put it on Do Not Disturb. I don't even want to hear the phone go zzz. Like, right. I don't even want to hear that. Nothing. <laughs> I just exactly. need to rest. <laughs> exactly. Like, you you do have to unplug and yeah. just whew, take a woo moment. And I'm trying to do that during Lenten season, too. Like, I know we're not supposed to talk too much in detail about what we do, but because it is your own personal journey, but I'm practicing discipline. And, yeah, one of the things I was looking at was social media. You know, I'm a social media um you know, fanatic, but, uh, and also for, for our business, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of hard to Mm -hmm. like, but I was like, I am going to look into not going on there by until a certain time of the day, Mm -hmm. um, before I get on social media, because I started starting your day with social media instead of scriptures. How? What is this life? What right. is this? So it's like exactly <laughs> you gotta put the, the, the important things at the forefront. Can you say wake up and say good morning to the person next to you before you're scrolling on Instagram? Thank <laughs> you, God, for waking there. me up. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> yes. so many more things go before you, this. You know, because we don't we don't got accustomed to waking up, grabbing the phone, right? You know, so, so engraved in other people's businesses. Yes, yes. Until this thing finally fades away. Right. You know, I don't know if social media will ever fade away, honestly, but it, it will point. it will evolve into right. something and hopefully something that's a little less crackish. Right. <laughs> you got to change your mindset, y'all. Mm-hmm. Change the mindset. And it's always says that change change your your mindset, change your reality. Exactly. Exactly. And you can be like you can still 
do and have and function in a normal lifestyle you can Mm -hmm. still have fun it's not like you're like living under this rock or like Mm -hmm. the pilgrims or whatever the Amish people I forgot what those people are like you have a still fruitful life Mm -hmm. it's just you need to be able to unplug sometimes like when you go to work you leave work you leave work at work you go home and whoever is in that household that's your time. Mm-hmm. Light some candles. Get them aromatherapy. For mm-hmm. me, I love aromatherapy. Oh, I started soaking too, girl. Yeah, like in the you, tub, girl, with the, with the candles. Yeah, I never thought I would become Raquel Point Two Point <laughs> girl. Honestly, it's the best. Yeah, it's the sometimes best. you need to like just cleanse. Okay? Exactly. Florida water, not even in that Florida water. Here she goes. <laughs> yeah. So, I yes. didn't know that that's what that was this whole time when she said that on the song, though, Solange, that she was talking about. Yeah, Florida water. Do you know what Florida water is? I have is? never I heard know. of Florida water. So Florida you said water? It. Okay, so is that I like had the to explain water? that. To, yes, that's what it is, but it's actually supposed to be like a, a perfume or a cologne. That's why it has a nice smell to it. Mm-hmm. But most people use it to um, bless their homes mm-hmm. or, or just like how you would use holy water and to ward off bad energy and bad, you know, spirits. Because it's more of a spiritual thing. It's mm-hmm. not as much of a um, as an energy thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, some other people use it with that. Like when that in the clip that we played earlier in that part of the Solange uh, song or Solange film, the lady is like rubbing Florida water on her hands. She's like, do nothing with that intention, you know. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, I remember growing up, my mom would, if stuff was going on with me where I was having a bad time at school with people or, like, if I was not doing well in class or something and I needed help, like, she would put Florida water on my and forehead across. and across mm-hmm. or whatever. Or she would shake the Florida water around my room, over my bed. My grandma would do the same thing, so... That energy is real. real. It mm-hmm. really is real. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. sorry, I took you out your pocket. Oh no, <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. You know, and being attentive, like even going back to what we were saying, but surrounding yourself with people. Mm-hmm. If you get to the point where you have like literally nobody in your circle, yeah. be that leader. Be the one to be That's able to tough. encourage other yeah. people. Communicate what your mission is. And what about when it's your family? You got to do it, too. Like, really, yeah. honestly, your family, sometimes your family got to be motivated. Girl. Sometimes. You you got to lift them up. Yeah. You got to lift I them like up. I like how you put that, because some people would be like, well, sometimes that's just how it is. You just move on from those no. people. And it's like, bruh, I can't be out here lonely, like, isolated now. Come on. No, no. You Sometimes you have to be the leader. Sometimes you have to, like, lead by example. Mm-hmm. And then, like, communicate it back to them, like, so what is your mission in life? What do you what do you what is your purpose? How do you want to feed the world? How do you want to like feed the next generation? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how you, how do you want to guard the culture? Mm-hmm. Give constructive and useful feedback to them. You know, tell them like give them encouragement like maybe you should do it like this. Mm-hmm. That's Anna's little thing. Hmm, maybe you should do it like this. Or here's another option, you know. She be, you know, she be trying to put a little, little um, nonprofit tricks on me. You. I'm about to fry <laughs> you right now because you was just doing that earlier today or yesterday. Okay, that's what me and Gemma was getting on you about. <laughs> but it worked though. It did. It did. It did. It did. Pharrell concert. We'll see you. But anyway, <laughs> love you, Brittany. Right. Right. <laughs> We have to just, like, especially when you're in the workplace, man, you have to kind of remember to treat people like, not like they're beneath you. Understand that mm. you might have a different role, but 
it's all in how you deliver and talk to people. And you're kind of all working together for the same mission. Girl, so, I have a perfect example of that. What's your example? I have a coworker who talked crazy to somebody. One of my coworkers was telling me about it. And the coworker talked crazy to somebody that was of another skin tone mm. and told them, like, listen, we are not on the same level. <laughs> We uh, no, we are on the same level. My bad. I don't take orders from you, and it was just kind of raw, raggedy yaga like that. And he was not having it, and he ended up reporting it to his boss, and his boss reported it to our boss. So I think everything is fine, like you know, with her or whatever. But it's just like we were talking about that. Like it's the way that you communicate with people, even if that person is being an asshole. Right. You have the responsibility on your own to not stoop down to their asshole level especially as women of color you are responsible for your actions and not anyone else's and how you respond and that's intention for your ass okay gail (laughs) robert (laughs) robert i should have gotten that sound bite (laughs) take notes robert Robert, <laughs> right? Like, ah! I'm not. I'm not going to let. You're not going to hear the inflection oh, of God my voice, bless, man. Uh, like, <laughs> I know that man is evil, but God, that is, you know, I bet he probably heard his mother's voice when he heard right. Robert. Robert, <laughs> Robert, like she, like nothing. Like, you're not going to even get a wrinkle. He was a little boy in that moment. Yes, he was a little boy. And he was wilding. Even though he was, I'm, I know he was putting on a show too. Part of that was him being a little boy. And with that, take responsibility for your mistakes. Oh, yes. That okay. was a great segue. Yes. Take responsibility. You got to own that shit. Yeah. Stretch your comfort zone and act rather than react. Mm-hmm. Like take actions, not reactions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Focus on what matters the most and be aware of your influence. So, um, and the last couple of things is just living intentionally in faith, making sure that, you know, for me and Anna, we're Christians. So mm-hmm. you want to seek God in all that we do and include him in every facet in life. Like I said, you know, mm-hmm. he gave his life for us. He gave his son, his mm-hmm. only son for us. So it's the least that we could do mm-hmm. is live intentionally for him. Yes. In his honor. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Snap fingers. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, so, then wanna, with that, yeah, Kel, you want to get into the philanthropy? Yeah. You need to get up, get out, and get something. Because you and I got to do for you and I. Yes, y'all. So for this week's philanthropy moment, we are dedicating this to the Institute for Black Charities and a little bit about what they do before I even get to the services that they offer. What they, um, a quote that they have on their page is by Kwame Nkrumah. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Kwame. Nkrumah, that looks about right. Nkrumah. Nkrumah. Yes. He says, we have before us not only an opportunity, but a historic duty. It is in our hands to join our strength, taking substance from our diversity, honoring our rich and varied traditions and cultures to act together for the protection and the benefit of us all. Nice. Yes. So some of the services that they offer, they offer just about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's broken down to different categories. So they have something called the Aries, which is always ready in emergency situations. So whenever there's like any type of disaster, they're going into the community and giving back and trying to bridge that gap. What? That's Aries? Yes. 
who does who's the Aries that does that, Kel? Jim? Yes. yes it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect for that her. That is crazy. Go ahead, though. Yes, they do a lot of collective fundraising to give back to the youth. They're trying to, like, teach them about, like, lack of financial resources and things of that nature and to just, you know, create new opportunities to improve the economic and community resources to provide services for the youth. Um, they do a lot of networking forums and collaboration. It's just a lot that they're trying to do for the black community. And they have several chapters across D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So yes. if you want to donate to them, check them out at blackcharities.net. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. We need that. Yes. Okay. Well, then. Hope um, you, yeah, go ahead. I go. hope mm-hmm. all of you all start living intentional and mm-hmm. not letting life pass you by mm-hmm. and to actually just live with a purpose. So find out what that purpose is, whether you need to take a moment out of your day to mm-hmm. unplug, catch some zen, light some candles in a clean area, mm-hmm. and then ask God to lead your steps and guide your words, guide your yes. thoughts, and order your steps. Write it down and make action plans towards that dream vision boards dream boards that's also part of another way to write the vision and make it plain Mm -hmm. be intentional be intentional amen well all right y'all that's the end of this week's show we will see y'all next week see ya peace out